0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, this episode is with D. Ahmed about yesterday's entirely peaceful protests in Washington, D.C. and in Virginia on June 4th of 2020. Uh, there were zero arrests and thousands of people protesting for about a dozen hours, a very, very long time. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please know that we have a Patreon account. You could find that at you, me, them, everybody.com on our about page. And if you're listening to this in iTunes or on umethemeverybody.com, the Patreon link is in the podcast description. Without further ado, here's Diamet. How are you?
1: I'm good, Brandon. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm fine. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm staying in my home, not because I don't want to be doing what you are doing but because I have someone under the age of one that was born before they were supposed to be here. So I'm, my kid is incredibly at risk for coronavirus If anything bad happens. And, um, I know a lot of other parents, uh, of younger people, very, very, very younger people that would like to be doing what you're doing, but, uh, are, are, are are waiting until a certain timeline has passed due to safety. Did yesterday you were out in Virginia and Washington DC, uh, protesting, did you feel safe, at least when it comes to the coronavirus?
1: I honestly think it was so far in the back of my head that I wasn't even thinking about it. Granted, the, there were a lot of like good things that were happening to kind of keep people safe. I mean, 90% of the people that I was walking around in Virginia and D.C. all had masks on, and there were people offering sprays of like hand sanitizer to anyone walking by. I had my own hand sanitizer. So I felt... Fine, uh, but yeah, I I can imagine it would be a little bit nerve-wracking, especially if you were immunocompromised.
0: Now, yesterday was your first day officially protesting. What was the impetus for it? Why Thursday? Why day six?
1: It was mostly because I was around my parents on the earlier days in the week, and my dad is immunocompromised. So I I couldn't bring myself to like, kind of go be with him and then go protest and then go be with him. I kind of had to come to an understanding with him that if I go protest, I'm not going to be around for a little while. And he, he, he and I kind of butt heads about it sometimes, but it made sense just to go because I was out and about on Monday, but I was definitely indoors before things started getting really serious. And between uh, Allie, uh Allison Lane's like live tweeting and just the videos I was seeing over and over again I was just like trying to find the best way to get out while still kind of respecting my parents wishes and my girlfriend is also a bit on the neurotic side so she's extremely worried about coronavirus but even she was protesting yesterday so that's cool.
0: Did you feel that you not feel let's take feel out of this Let's say what happened on Monday night in Washington, D.C. didn't happen on Monday night, specifically what happened on Swan Street. Would you have been out yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is, regardless of what happened on Monday, you are going to be out there.
1: Yeah, Uh, once you read enough information and once you start getting, and you're just kind of ingesting all of these opinions and you're ingesting all of the beliefs and perspectives of others, you kind of need to... Take time to form your own, and I wanted to experience what they, the protests were like. I wanted to protest myself, and uh, I feel good that I did. I don't think I can really go back now. I think this is kind of what I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks.
0: Um, are you currently employed?
1: Yes, technically, I'm an independent contractor for a nonprofit association in DC, which I will remain—they will remain nameless—but. I am still working, it's, it's different working from home in general. I miss offices, I miss commutes. I know it sounds crazy to say, but I've been locked in the house for like three months.
0: Are you going to be able to do your job, um, your day job, in addition to protesting on a consistent basis?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of learned how to budget my time correctly and it, it made sense. It's nothing like you can't really do without some decent planning.
0: Uh, Speaking of decent planning, this protest is maybe the most organic protest in my lifetime. There seems to be no real leader. It's not like there's a we're going to meet up here at this time and march to this place. It seems very, at least according to all reports and uh, both in terms of mainstream media and friends, that it it seems to be this organic, leaderless, unplanned movement.
1: Yeah, and once you kind of embrace it, it makes it a lot more, I don't want to even say enjoyable, it just makes it, uh, you kind of like will, you kind of give up control about exactly what you're going to be expecting to do at the protests. I mean, yesterday I had no plan, or I had no thought in my mind that I was going to the Lincoln Memorial from Lafayette Square, and that's where we ended up going, I I think it's just kind of happening organically right now, but in the future, I believe it's going to be a lot more organized, calculated. I mean, I was really surprised at how uh, organized people were in delivering aid to one another. And I think that's where their focus is, because it's like we got to take care of each other and then we can have like a little bit more uniformity and have a plan to go to A, B and C. But I don't know. Uh, We'll see what ends up happening, I guess.
0: You're the first person I've spoken with that started out essentially in a suburb, but ended up in a city. You started your day yesterday, uh, Thursday in Arlington.
1: Yeah. I'm from Arlington. I pretty much grew up around here. And in my mind, I was like, I wanted to see if there was going to be a major response with the individuals from here. There's kind of a bit of a racial divide sometimes in Arlington uh, from Well, it just always has been like that. And once I kind of realized that they were going to have a protest and they were going to have a rally, I wanted to see what the turnout was going to be. And I was like, this is great. I'm very happy about what's happening. There was a couple hundred people. It was a solid march. As soon as the march was over, there was prayers. There was chanting. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And then as soon as I, like, got the text messages from friends that were going to be in D.C., I immediately, like, left right away and went straight to D.C. And the tone was completely different. And it was just, it was it was kind of, I don't want to even say jarring. It was just a lot more in your face. Uh, you could definitely tell that there were people that had been protesting pretty much, like, Every night or every day for like ten hours every single day. It was one of the hottest days of the year, and there were still tons of people. So, yeah, Arlington was chill. It was very—I don't. I think Arlington was like the CW of like protesting, and DC was like HBO. Now, what
0: was the what was the police or military presence in Arlington?
1: Arlington, they, they had a police escort like for the people marching. So there were cops blocking off streets in motorcycles for us, and the walk was very short. It wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. It went through one neighborhood to another, stopped right next to a metro station. And I was like, uh, I got I to gotta keep this going. I want to go to D.C. anyways. So once I got into D.C., it was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing, to be honest.
0: Uh, have you ever seen – how? yeah, what did you see yesterday at the Lincoln Memorial? Some of the photos that went viral weren't from yesterday at the Lincoln Memorial. It looked like a scene out of a video game or a film where the White House yeah. gets destroyed. It was like paramilitary everywhere. I don't know why I said paramilitary yeah. military everywhere. Uh, how was it yesterday?
1: Yeah, from what I was told, the photos that went viral were uh, – it looked like a handmaid's tale or something like that um yeah this one was not like that so i i'm still like kind of coming to grips with the fact that there is military presence in dc and it's not just like national guard it's also like army and there is a few individuals that when, when we were walking by them everyone that was actually military uh, seemed remorseful, seemed uh, very much sad and uncomfortable by the situation they're being placed in. But their presence was uh, blocking off streets. You could see military vehicles everywhere. And once we got to, once we left like Lafayette Square and then we were walking to uh, Lincoln, there was maybe eight officers at the Lincoln. So it makes me think that having those pictures go viral was to deter people from wanting to go there in the first place because that's not what we saw when we were there. Uh,
0: Who decided to go to the Lincoln Memorial? I I realize that once again there's no leader for this, but like not opposed to the Lincoln Memorial. I'm just curious because Lafayette Square and the Lincoln Memorial, it's not, it's close, but it's not that close. And, And No, no.
1: So like why there? Just because I have okay, I have no idea. I I got I got to Lafayette Square. Uh, there was one guy that was kind of rallying everyone, and it was like really powerful speeches. He did mess up pretty hard at one point. He yelled "All Lives Matter," and everyone was just like, "Ooh, like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, dude, no!" <laughs> and, and, but for the most part, it was. It, it felt like that was the original plan, and I was just I kind of just hopped along and hopped in the whole situation.
0: Let's talk about your family for a second. you You mentioned that earlier in the week, your dad and you had some conversations about it. What was his stance about this whole um, this whole everything?
1: Well, he's always been he's always been like the one to kind of get in touch with me after. And then just killing of an African-American, especially young African-American men. He always gets worried about me and my brother because um, we kind of fit those descriptions. And I think it's mostly because he wants to check in on our mental health. So he got I, I have never seen my dad get choked up and cry very maybe once in my life. And he said after he saw the video, he was just. He was numb for a few moments, and he could not stop talking to me right after. He was just telling me what he thought. He was like, this isn't the way it's supposed to go. It's not supposed to be like that in this country. It really, like, rocked him to his core to the point where I was trying – like, I was calling my siblings to, like, calm him down and just be like, hey, check in on dad. I don't think he's doing so well. So I was dealing with it about as well as you could, but the way he was dealing with it was – it was a lot rough. And I guess he, coming from his background of being in like third world country, corrupt government, he was like, there's going, it, this is going to escalate. Like, this is going to get bad. This is going to get very, very bad. And he was just telling me, like, I was telling him, I was like, I got to go get on Metro. I'm going to go into D.C. And he was like, please don't, please don't. Not tonight go later in the week go during the day don't go out after night and he was doing those things where he's like reading me my rights about like what i'm allowed to do when i protest i guess because he's gone through it a little bit more than i have but yeah it was kind of a tough couple of days for him he seems to be doing a lot better and he's in better spirits but he of course is gonna worry like a dad worries
0: now we talked about your father's mental health how was your mental health
1: uh, the first couple of uh, hours I was in the gutter. I was as sad as I've been throughout the entire quarantine. I felt like the, this is like the worst, uh, I don't know, test or something. It feels like some sort of like trials that we're going through right now where they just keep adding the anti and they keep pulling back like the end. And I keep thinking like, okay, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna flatten the curve. Then but, then you start seeing videos and then you start seeing people not flattening the curve. Then you start seeing the racial injustice be brought to light a lot more. And then it's actually resonating with people. And I'm happy that everyone that I've talked to, whether they are wildly conservative, Bible-thumping Republican friends of mine. I, uh, it's weird to call them friends now. Uh, and people that are super left and very liberal. Uh, everyone's kind of on the same page about the facts of what happened. What happened was wrong. The man was unjustly murdered by the police. Protesting is correct. There's nothing wrong with that. It's in our rights. And rooting, uh, rioting and looting is wrong. We all agreed about that. It's... <laughs> I think the I was I was going through those waves of like happy and I'm okay I'm gonna go ahead and March and then I was going through the really bad times where I'm trying to meet people with logic about what's happening in the country and They're still not listening and that's what's kind of freaking me out right now With people at least
0: have you thought about leaving the country?
1: My parents, first thing they did was they reminded me I have dual citizenship, and I'm like, do I want to go to what is considered a third world country or stay here? I don't know. As of right now, I think I'm going to stay here because of the global pandemic, but this wouldn't be a bad time to go somewhere else. I I think it would probably not be the best, though. I think it would probably be more important to people if you stayed and kind of endured what's going to be happening, shared experience. Build a closer community, that sort
0: of thing. It's interesting because, yes, you're technically right, but during a global pandemic, a closer community is a horrible, horrible thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, It it seems that you and everyone else I've talked to um, that has been quarantining for a, a long time that has felt anxiety, their anxiety has shifted, and now... Um, there's a new type, There's a brand new type of it. not brand new, a very old type of anxiety uh, rearing its ugly head again. But these protests seem to help when it comes to the mental health, depending on the city you're in, depending on the night. Clearly, that was not true in Buffalo last night. D.C. seemed to be no. 100% fine. There were zero arrests in Washington, D.C., and I don't think that could be said enough. Uh, when there's this many people coming out peacefully during a global pandemic and there are zero arrests during... A milita- it looks like there's a military coup going on from yeah. photos and video, et cetera. I'm not saying that there is. I'm just saying that it looks like one. It's this weird mixture of hope and fear yeah. from the outside. You're there. You're going back today. I'm not sure if you're following, but there's a giant, I think it's 16 feet tall letter, something like that, or 30 feet tall letters on 16th Street, uh, pretty much as soon as the blockade ends from the White House. Uh, for the people that don't know Washington, D.C., The White House usually isn't this fenced off. This is very odd. Even during inauguration, when they put up fences, literally they start the day after the election. And I've documented this for 2012. They put up fences the day after the election and they slowly increase because of the parade. This is blocks further than the parade. This is not normal. Anyways, the the real question is, how do you feel when it comes to hope? Are you hopeless? Are you hopeful? Uh, Did going change anything? Why are you going back today?
1: I think my opinion on hope changes every few hours at this point. And I'd like, I think hope is all you can have. Like you really do need it just to kind of help motivate you to get through all of this and kind of endure. But there's other days where I genuinely think, I think like it's, it's just the beginning. Like I think right now we're kind of seeing police be forced to kind of show their true colors, I guess. And they are, they're not blue. They're not fucking blue. They are fucking awful, awful, awful fucking people. It's kind of sad and I'm trying to get through it. I, I, I have hope that seeing the unity of the community and how it's grown between people is helping a great deal, especially in like larger cities Um, Even down to the small communities. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see what I saw yesterday in Arlington, and I saw that just on a larger scale in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, I I got hope, but I don't know if I'll feel the same way in like two days.